right, everybody, welcome to The Clean Life. This is Laura. I'm here with Dave, and we get to talk about one of my favorite topics, minimalism. Gag. <laughs> about getting rid of all your stuff, living in a cardboard box, and, you know, owning no things and living off the grid and, you know, never dealing with any technology or anything. I, 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 can, I can get off the grid. Sound nice? Yeah. Not having to worry about checking your email or anything like that. No, I think a lot of people have, you know, kind of had this misconception about uh, minimalism as getting rid of everything you own, and if you do that, you're going to be happy. And, uh, you know, so we, we talk a little bit about, you know, cleaning surfaces and all that sort of stuff in the clean life, but, you know, what about cleaning our lives themselves? Oh, and stop uh, it. I know, but that's a lot about what minimalism is, and, you know, I think a lot of people think that, it's just about, you know, owning no things and, you know, sitting on the floor at home with absolutely nothing around you. But really, it's, you know, just kind of reassessing your priorities in life and uh, kind of, you know, getting rid of the excess How stuff. did this get to be a thing? You know, so I think recently, specifically, uh, so Marie Kondo has come up, come out with a book, um, Marie, <laughs> Marie Kondo. Okay, her book is uh, The Life-Changing Magic or Life-Changing Magic something about tidying up. And, you know, essentially you go through your home and you find, you, you know, look at each item and you say, does this item spark joy? And, you know, if it doesn't spark joy, you get rid of it. <laughs> uh, see, I laugh too. <laughs> you know, I think that some people have kind of taken that to the extreme in that, you know, mm, you know, these headphones don't bring me joy or, you know, this TV doesn't bring me joy. I'm getting rid of it. And then, you know, they sit there and they're like, well, I'm not happy, you know, and, you know, you think about... The point of minimalism is getting rid of all the excess stuff so you have time or, you know, whatever other resources or your energy to focus on, you know, but the important But that's the test? Things. Does this bring <laughs> me joy? <laughs> that is her test. That is, you know, what she kind of comes about. And she got a lot of free time, doesn't she? You know, she. I think she uh, is actually living in Japan. So I, I think, you know, that culture is, <laughs> is very, you know, they, they like to, you know, live on, you know, small things and, you know, the least amount of stuff and, you know, clean everything, you know, so open spaces, that sort of stuff. So I, I, you know, a lot of that has kind of translated over, you know, here and, you know, a lot of it, you know, <laughs> you talk about happiness and, you know, <laughs> I, you know, if I have this job and I make more money, I'm going to be happy. If I, you know, have the biggest TV and the nicest car, I'm going to be happy. And, you know, minimalism itself is, yes, a little bit about getting rid of the super superfluous stuff basically all the excess and these big fancy things and focusing on what you value what if you get rid of something you need later so you know there are guidelines obviously okay. to this right. and you know the one okay so let me so bring I don't up, just have to flush it all you know so I'll bring up a couch you know I don't sit on my couch really all that often but if I didn't have the couch and I wanted to sit down I'm going to be sitting on the floor Mm -hmm. And know. there would be a big hole in the floor without the couch. Right. So, you know, I find value in this couch that I have in my living room. Do I have a big coffee table? No. Because, it, you know. Does I, the couch know, give you joy? <laughs> the couch sparks joy. So The couch sparks joy. So <laughs> there it so is. So I will keep it. But, you know, so when I moved out of uh, Murray, Kentucky, when I was moving down here to uh, Alabama, and, you know, now I'm driving up here to Tennessee for work, I got rid of a whole lot of stuff. I got rid of probably 50 to 60% of my stuff. So I had, you know, these big duffel bags, um, 
you know, that I had collected over my softball years and just hadn't got rid of. And I had t-shirts and clothes and all sorts of, you know, blankets and miscellaneous items that I never used. I had college notebooks that I hadn't looked at. You know, I, I was like, oh, I might need this someday. These are physics notes. I might do physics one day, which I did in our uh, microfiber. That's right. Um, did you break those but, out? But you got rid I of them. But did I need my college notebooks? <laughs> no. Well, here's the thing is, you know, I'm looking at these and I'm like, yeah, I want to keep these. And I'm like, hold on a second. So I opened up that notebook. I didn't understand a single thing on the page anymore. You know, when I when I <laughs> decided to save it, I was like, you know, I might use this one day. I had no idea what I had written. None of those notes made sense. So, you know, getting rid of, you know, all that sort of stuff, I, I'm really never going to use it. And, you know, so minimalism isn't necessarily just about getting rid of all your stuff. Yes, I felt much better, you know, coming into an apartment that was, you know, significantly cleaner. There's a lot less surfaces to clean when I don't have, you know, a TV that I have to worry about. I don't have a microwave still. Um, I have a, a kitchen table. I don't have a coffee table. You know, I don't have a, a whole lot of stuff that I have to clean anymore. So my cleaning process over the weekends goes a lot quicker than, you know, than normal because I don't have a whole lot of things uh, lying around to clean or to worry about. Oh, okay. But let's, what if you had three other people living with you? I mean. Could you do that? So I have before. I've had roommates before. <laughs> and I mean, the biggest thing is, you know, you have to communicate, you know, what your, what your goals are. And so, you know, I, I didn't like to have a whole lot of stuff out in the living space, but, you know, a lot of them did. I had, you know, multiple different roommates throughout the three years that I lived in Murray. And, you know, you just you have to be able to communicate that, but you also have to understand that not everybody is going to be a minimalist and okay. not everybody's going to hold But it, leaving know. dishes in the sink I mean, and yes, having that's stuff, gross. that's a different thing. Right. And I mean... So, and, and, and I, case in point, you know, you were talking about, well, my cleaning. Well, okay, let's see. If you got three people, four people living in the place, yeah, you got one chair. Right. Doesn't really work, does it? No. No. You have... Okay, minimalism is a lot different for, you know, it... It varies by people because what you value is going to be different. So minimalism so increases exponentially. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, it, it adapts to your situation. So, yes, with four people, having a single chair is not conducive to your living environment. Oh, or you could just take turns sitting. I mean, yeah. You know, three people have to sit on the floor. It's my turn today. You know, we have a rotation and so th on the schedule, on the fridge. Okay, but what if you no, just had, like, beanbags? Would that be clutter? I mean, no, because those are seats, and they are functional as seats. Okay. So to every everybody's minimalism looks different. To me, it means that I have a couch and I have a dining room table. It means that I have a blender because I use the blender often. I like to make smoothies. I like to make my protein shakes in there. Um, I don't have a microwave because I don't really find the need to, you know, heat up food all the time. Um, some people are like, well, I use my microwave every day. I also don't have a TV. I don't like to watch TV out. You know, every once in a while I'll sit down on my laptop and I'll watch Netflix, but that's not something that, you know, gives me value because I, you know, I could just sit there and watch TV all day, yes, or I could, you know, go hang out with my boyfriend or I can, you know, go on a on a trail and hike and go out and run or, you know, do other things that provide value to me that are, you know, in my opinion, better than watching TV. To some people, they need that veg time. They need to sit down and watch TV and you know, it it looks different to everybody, and I think that's a wonderful thing about it is, you know, it is adaptable to everybody's uh, situation. Okay, so, and then uh, not everything is joy-based. There's yes. also a practicality to it. Right. So, lead me on the practical side of it. 
So, you know, a lot of it is, you know, why am I holding on to this uh, object to begin with? You know, what, what sort of purpose is this giving me? So, you know, I talked about a little bit about my college notebooks that I, you know, never opened up. Why was I holding on to those? Because I thought one day I was going to use these. And so, you know, they were just taking up space in a backpack in, my, in the back of my closet. And, you know, opening up some of that space, I give the cats a lot more room to run around and play. But, you know, having those things, and I'm moving so, I was moving so often and lugging them from one place to another. I was like, why am I holding on to this sort of stuff? What is the purpose? And what, you know, why is this so crucial for me to have around? And, you know, what sort of purpose does it serve? And, and I get, and I get that because yeah. I've, I've got a, a barn full of old master tapes. Yeah. Two-inch recording tapes that are, are vintage. There's like $150 a reel blank. Yeah. And they've got music tracks on them that, you know, I held on to forever thinking, you know, maybe one day I need to go back to them. ADAT right. tapes. There, uh, uh, there was one multi-recording format called ADAT. It's digital audio tape. And... They were they were actually formatted VHS videotapes oh, wow. and recorded digital audio to the VHS tapes. Yeah, I've got a box, and what you, each machine would have eight tracks on it. But you could there were sync cables, and you could sync three, four, five machines together. Yeah, and run twenty four, thirty two tracks of ADAT. But if you know if you had thirty two, that's four machines. Right. You know, so one song could have four tapes yeah you know you could get three songs on maybe one tape but in order to do 32 tracks of three songs that took four tapes yeah. recorded you know so i've got boxes and boxes of these adat tapes and i thought you know one day i'll go back to the, the only thing that i i don't think i'll ever get rid of is my dat tapes before everybody started burning their references to mp3s yeah you know, we used to burn to to a digital audio tape machine, which is just a little two track. It's about like that. Yeah. Very high quality. It's almost like a reel to reel compact disc. Okay. But you don't have to buffer it to sixteen bit. In other words, to get audio to a CD, yeah, you have to squeeze the bit rate to make the file small enough to small fit enough on to the fit disc. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, you know, a lot of people are going back to um, to um, vinyl. Well, because vinyl is not Better squeezed, sound. and it's it, the funny part about it is people they don't recognize the difference unless they sit them side by side and okay. compare it. Yeah, you know. So then the purist is gone back to. I still don't really care for vinyl, just simply because of the pops. Yeah, and the clicks. Oh, but yeah. I do, I do appreciate the depth of the audio. Yeah. coming off of it. Well, here's the thing. All of that sort of stuff brings value to you. You and you enjoy that. That's you know part of your. Uh, but it's part of my part clutter of your, too. Well, true. It's part of my clutter. True. So you know that's kind of you know you talk about organization versus decluttering and this you know on the on the way to minimalism and you know organizing is really just putting your stuff in order, while decluttering is getting rid of that stuff so you have you know more space not to necessarily fill with more stuff but to fill with, you know, other things that provide value to you. And, yes, maybe that is, you know, if you wanted to go and collect, you know, all these sorts of things, be that your collection. And, you know, 
take ownership in that. And, you know, minimalist can also be a collector. I collect notebooks because I, I write. I love to, you know, have all of my ideas and I have specific notebooks for each one. Well, and, and, you know, and so I, I need, collect notebooks. I need more space just to organize well, the, one, yes. the stuff that I think I want to need. But we're going to come up against the Braxton. We're running a little long here, but we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, you can explain to me how I can get my clutter in order. Yep. We're going to take a break. Uh, this is The Clean Life. Laura and I will be back right after this. You know that dry, cracked feeling you get after using alcohol-based hand sanitizers? Try new Waltz-Free Hand Sanitizing Lotion by Avcare. Waltz-Free is alcohol-free and offers the same protection as other hand sanitizers without leaving your hands feeling dry and cracked. Waltz-Free is a hand lotion formulated to moisturize your hands while protecting you from 99.9% of germs, including norovirus. Waltz-Free also lasts up to four times longer than alcohol-based hand sanitizers. Grab Waltz-free, alcohol-free hand sanitizing lotion the next time you need to protect your hands from germs. Now available online at store.avcare.com. That's store.avkare.com. folks we are back with the clean life we are talking about minimalism and uh, i'm trying to convince dave over here to at least organize some of his stuff but that is not the same as getting rid of it all well you know i'm just trying to think of how we mentally organize oh my gosh around all that we've had to endure just <laughs> just trying to get this <laughs> trying to get this podcast together this, oh, we've got man. gremlins all around us yeah we're just we're facing everything today so, you know, we were talking a little bit about all your all your stuff. Oh, you know, just, and I was telling you about the, the master tapes I have. Yeah. I've got a, a huge box of just demos. Yeah. Songs that people pitch to me. Uh, bands that wanted to record or get produced or get managed or whatever. And do you, you know, deny any that actually went on to do great big things? No. Well... I'll put it. I didn't know. <laughs> no, no. The there was there was one that approached me. We never could work out anything. He ended up getting a record deal and having some moderate success. Okay. Uh, the thing that the thing that irritates me the most about the music business is I can think of at least six hit records that I had before the artist that eventually recorded them. Okay. Recorded them. Yeah. And knew they were hits and either couldn't talk the artist into recording them or couldn't get the money or. Yeah. I mean, and if you add it, I would like to know, I would be interested to know what the collective value of those six songs are. Yeah. To a record producer. Uh, and, and even more so, it, it's funny too, because even one of the people that, one of the artists that I couldn't convince to cut a particular song. Yeah. Called me about three weeks after it got on the radio, oh. and said, "Hey, uh, that song George Strait's got out right now. 
is that the song you tried to get me to come over and record? And I said, yep, click. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, it was so bad. Oh, man. I was just, well, and it, it was three weeks at number one for George Strait. Wow. I just I just know what they sound like. Yeah. I know what a hit record sounds like. I mean, I just. Well, that, you know, that is it has skill. It has a thing. Yeah. You know, it's just like when we're going through newsletters or ads yeah. or whatever when things are out of place or you notice right you know they're just it's just right. it's a whole thing it's not just one piece of it but right my my rule was it it can't and, and this is going to go so counterintuitive to what you're trying to convince me to do <laughs> is when i am looking at a work like that if i'm yes. listening to an audio recording or am i looking at a at a proof for an ad or some kind of marketing function ding I, that is what I look for is things that are out of place, yeah. things that distract me as I go down the page. Right. I don't even really care what it says. Most, you know, well, I'm, your first glance, no. And you I used to, the aesthetics and I would, I would play back recordings when we were in the studio, and and it, if my eyes would pop open, yeah, you know, I was something. distracted yeah. about something because right. it would break that flow, and it's kind of the same visually when you're looking down something. But to your point, that is so going through all my crap yeah. and trying to go, okay, well, I don't need this, but I, you right. know, well, yeah, I might need right. that. But I, and I'm not a hoarder. Right. At least I don't think I'm a well, hoarder. I've, a lot of a lot of hoarders don't really believe that well, they are hoarders. Well, and, and I, maybe I need help. You know, and, th- and that, that is something that we will talk about a little bit later. But I, is but the I, I do recognize the fact. Well, but you know, every now and then, but I'll I'll throw rip the bandaid off every now and then. I go right. in my closet and, and I just, just grab clear. stuff and just boom. Well, you, you know. know that and, and, is essentially minimalism. And, a, and, and a pretty good rule, I guess, is that, you know, if you haven't used something in a year. Yeah. Or like a piece of clothing. If you haven't worn it in three, I've got clothes hanging in my closet right now. Yeah. It's just my, you never know. It's right on the edge there. Uh, well, you know, you know, I do I do have a couple of rules for that. So, I mean, oh first Lord, off, here she my comes question. with the rules. <laughs> my question for you is why are you keeping all of these demos? I guess. Well, you know, that's a good question. The only only one reason I can think of why I keep the song demos is this. I've never forgotten a song. Perfect. I mean, I've never, um, and not everything that ever came across my desk got cut by people. So I have a mental list. My emotional compartment has a mental list of the songs that I heard that I knew were good that nobody's really gotten to yet and I've got those on cassette. So if I wanted to if I wanted to readdress that, say you decided right. you wanted to be a star and you said, Hey I am a star. Okay, well uh, you understand. <laughs> Let's say you want to enhance your strikeout record with uh, a number yes. one single. Right. I mean that would just cap it all off. And I got the perfect song for you. Okay. And but I'd have to have a recording of it, or I'd have to go try to find the publisher. Right. You know, because we're, we're talking fifteen, twenty years ago. Okay. Uh, so I hung on to all that stuff on the off chance right. that, but 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 I really like I say I never forget a song. So. But you know where to I find could do it. A you, si- yeah. I could call a publisher or a copyright artist, and I can get on the uh, the Library of Congress and search a title. Yeah. And if it's been copyrighted, I could find out who owns the. I mean, I could do it. Yeah. So I could really let those of tapes course. go. Yeah. Well, I mean. But I don't want them. They, they provide value to you. I mean, my next question would be finding a way to, you know. There's lots of joy in orga- the box. <laughs> if you organize it to the point where, you know, you no longer have the physical don't have clutter. have the patience for that. But, yes, it 
Again, and it doesn't can, it doesn't can, serve anybody else to do it. Right. And you cannot This sounds more this somebody. is more like a therapy session <laughs> than a podcast. Well, the thing is you cannot force anybody into getting rid of all of their stuff. Um, I know that I am not gonna force my dad to clean out all the three like seven three D printers that he has in his home and I know it drives my mom crazy, but you know, that it, that is his form of, you know, I won't say collecting, but that's that's what he does mm-hmm. and he enjoys that. And, you know, you can't force somebody who isn't willing to do this sort of stuff. You can't force them to get rid of all of their stuff. They have to be willing and, you know, have an open mind and, you know, understand that letting go of things can be freeing, but you don't have to. This is by no means anything that you have to do to, you know, achieve anything. But, you know, I'll get back to my rules, kind of, you know, some of the things that I kind of went through when I was clearing out all of my stuff and, you know, trying to minimize everything that I had so that I, you know, number one, could move a little bit easier, but also, you know, just clear out my space so that I had more time to, you know, write and think and, you know, just clear out some of that mental clutter. Um, I talked a little bit on a previous episode about my 2020 rule. So if I can replace something in 20 minutes for less than $20, this might be a just-in-case item. And there's a difference between just-in-case and just-for-when. Just in case is like, ah, uh, you know, I might use it down the road, you know, you know, maybe someday. But just for when is when, you know what, I have something down the road. I use this. I don't use it very often, but I use this. Um, so collecting, you know, keeping those sorts of things is kind of reasonable. But you know, understanding what the difference between it between just in case and just for when. Um, another rule that's really big is the 30-30 rule. So I know I like numbers, make it easy. Um, if it costs more than $30, you know, and it's kind of like one, okay, am I going to make this impulse pur- purchase? If it is more than $30, okay, have I? can I go 30 hours without this object? So, you know, I'm thinking my bathroom flooded one of the first days that I moved down uh, to Huntsville. My bathroom started overflowing and I was like, okay, I have to go you know, get all these items to clean up this water that's everywhere. So, you know, I ran in and, you know, the mop and the fan and, you know, the cleaning supplies, my bill was over $30. So I'm like, okay, you know, I can't go more than 30 hours without these items because my apartment will smell and it will smell like, you know, sewer water. (coughs) So that, you know, that was kind of a, yes, it's an emergency, but, you know, those are one of those cases where, you know, yes, I, I need these items. But if, you know, you're talking about buying an iWatch or, you know, some sort of uh, bigger purchase item, you know, can you wait 30 hours? And I mean, for bigger ticket items, you might want to try 30 days (laughs) and see if you can go without that item for that long. If you can't, then yes, maybe you can justify that purchase. (coughs) Um, And then finally, the 90-day rule, 90-90, if you haven't used an item in the last 90 days and you don't see yourself using it in the next 90 days, get rid of it. So we're talking about, you know, getting rid of your clothes. That number might look different for some people. Some people might be 120 or, you know, six months or longer. Um, but, you know, when I went through all of my clothes, I'm like, I definitely haven't worn that since I went to school in Notre Dame. I haven't worn that since I was in high school. I haven't, you know. So I was okay. getting rid of all sorts of stuff. That, okay. You know. All right. And then I'm going to interrupt and I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> so tell me about <coughs> your memorabilia. So, you so know, do you have game balls that you got? I do. Are they all special? Are some more special than others? Are you so, going to keep you know them what? or no? Or? I do not have my first uh, win ever. I don't have that ball. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have one for one of my first perfect games. Um, I threw a no-hitter, the first one in uh, Melissa Cook uh, Stadium. 
So that was that is a ball that I have kept. Um, I have kept my per perfect game ball. Um, I do have some trophies for player and pitcher of the year. So yes, I do have some of those memorabilia. What about jerseys? You know, I do. I I have gone through a lot of that stuff um, and gotten rid of actually quite a bit. So I you oh know, okay. We so what did. were the type of things you got rid of? Um, a lot of you know throw jackets. So uh, you know. Yeah, well, I'm talking about things. I mean, you had a pretty stellar career, so <clears throat> you know you've you wins know, and yes. strikeouts, and yeah. you know, and every and every milestone that was reached. And yes. I'm sure you know you were involved in big games where yeah. you got the game ball, or you, know, so, you got you know, the balls where everybody yeah. on the team signed it. And I do, you know, I mean, kind of have my uh, quote unquote uh, trophy case, if you will. So where's that? So it's actually in California, back with my parents. Ah, I do have so a you're few, cluttered up there. I know. I'm worrying about their house. Well, you know, my biggest fear is. California fires, and yeah. you know if my parents have to evacuate, oh, you need to have get the animals out, out and, you know, yeah. get themselves safe. I don't care about the stuff. Oh, well, you I'm yeah, going to tell you well, that course, right now. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, they are it, all things. The memories right. that I have are not in the items itself. The trophy that I have for player and pitcher of the year, those trophies mean well, nothing. And, but we're going to put the catastrophic, you know, <laughs> point aside. We're right. not talking about that. I mean, nobody's going to ask anybody right. to. Decide whether oh, am I worried about my animals right. or my parents or am I worried right. about my softballs? Nah, that's that's right. uh, you know that, they can have that conversation on <laughs> the left and right coast yes. on whatever days they'd like to do that. But, but no, yeah. But I'm still so you have I do have some things, things that they, I do they, have stuff. They bring you joy. You they have do. stuff. I do. You have stuff. I do have. Everybody stuff. has stuff. Right. Some people some just have more than others. Right. And, you know, at some point, you know, if I kept every single game ball that I threw, oh, I threw this strike. It was my, you know, 131st pitch yeah. of, you know, this, you know, game or whatever. That's insane. Well, and, that is a well, little bit and you know, but you're fortunate enough to have reached enough milestones yes. where you have to prioritize maybe yes. some of them and say, okay. Absolutely. You know, that home run wasn't as big a deal yeah. as this home run. You know, right. I, you know, my son, and I mostly – for my son, I, you know, uh, he's got balls and, you know, they won a state championship yeah. and he's got all this stuff. A lot, and there's a lot yes. of newspaper articles, which is kind of a thing of the past. But yes. the local yeah, newspaper followed them while they were doing that. It followed them when they were when they won the Little League State Championship when he yeah. was 12. They, I've got I've got all those newspaper articles. I've got the newspaper articles when his high school team won the state championship. He played on two 16 and under teams that won state championships at yeah. their level. I mean, he was he was a part. Well, that's of a big deal. Yes. And those items exactly, mean you know, and it's funny too because my wife played basketball in high school. Yeah, and she, we, we get we get tickled because she'll start talking about well the night she scored however many points with so and so, and we call yeah. them the glory days. Yeah. Well, now my son has gotten old enough to where he's got his we own, have glory. Our own glory, days. and we yeah. we rehash his glory days at the yeah. dinner table. You know, I I don't rehash them as much because I'm I I was disappointed that he didn't get to play anymore but he's yeah. he was kind of beat up and you yeah know, and just he was just ready to move on you know i was there too and I, I think a lot of the stuff that i have is you know they're nice they bring up memories and you know all that sort of stuff and you know i can't play anymore i have two torn shoulders and yeah. you know had them all fixed but you know the memories are not actually in those things no yes well, they and, may and trigger and the memories i took a lot of his yeah. um his t-shirts from the youth ball yeah, and brought them to a lady here in in Pulaski, and she sewed them into a quilt for well, me. Well, so you're repurposing. Yeah, things. okay. So that I've repurposed. That you're gonna, right. Shh, 
don't tell anybody at my house. I've repurposed <laughs> that word. I, I, I don't even let anybody say it at my house. I don't know. Yeah, I get it. I, yes. So I've literally, oh, yes. I'm so disappointed. Yeah. But but no, yeah, I, we we re, we repurposed the shirts. And right. I actually had, I had some from my music career, from like all the places we played and the acts that we opened for and, and, and all that. And yeah. I had them in a pile in sw- I had already cut them into swatches yeah. and was going to do that and my apartment caught on fire and burn them all up. Yeah. So I lost all those. Yeah. Which and as you say when you go through that there's no decision there. Right. I, mean, I hated to lose them but it wasn't I mean, the worst thing that happened to right. me that day. Y- yes. You so. do have to you know there is kind of li- this priority obviously you know if something were to start burning my first you know agenda item is getting cats and you know making sure yeah. that anybody who is in my apartment is safe <laughs> and you got to make but, sure you don't have it so cluttered up you can't get out right and so you know a lot of uh people are like well you know if you get rid of you know all of these trophies or you get rid of all of these softballs or these gloves and stuff you like y- you don't have those no but you have the memories they're in you and yes it would really really suck to lose all of my you know, trophies, my, you know, bat that I, you, you know. know what? By the same token, though, if you can hang on to them. Absolutely. In a spot until you're. Well, that's the thing. You're, is, you you know, know, you're in on your next living establishment where you've got right. a big house and yes. you can do a trophy room and you yes. got, I mean, how cool will that be? Well, that's the to thing. have is, all that yes, stuff. So, so then the, the question, yeah. the eternal question for a minimalist with great stuff, stuff yeah. is how long can, how, how long does that, well, I'm going to be. You know, one day right. I'm going to do this. Yeah. You know, how long is, how long far off is one day? Right. So, you know, it, it is a little bit kind of tough, you know, uh, trying to get rid of stuff, but still holding on to a whole lot of stuff. Um, and, you know, while it would suck to, you know, lose all those things, I do really enjoy them. And so they, yes, they bring me joy. I think you should bring some <laughs> and put them in your office. I am working on Glam that. My the parents place have gotten them halfway bit. here. So, uh. <laughs> My, my made it to Missouri is what you're they saying. Made it, they made it to Kansas. <laughs> oh, yes. it's Kansas. That's yep. right. So they made it to Kansas. Now they just have to make it all the way to Pulaski office so cool. that I have them up. But um, I think we're about time for another break. Well, we so. are. But you know what? I was thinking we might just we'll just talk about our friends from Aftercare, the, the new Walt Steve product that they yes. got coming out. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what? Once you these, get all the clutter moved out. Well, that's the thing is once you have that space and yeah. I mean, we're talking about memorabilia and things that we, you know, appreciate and don't want damaged. You want to be able to use a product on those to actually clean them properly. Because the worst thing that could happen to you is you spray bleach and you on one of your game jerseys, yep. and it's got a big hole in it. Well, and the Walt Steve product is non-hazardous, non-caustic, non-toxic, and non-corrosive, and will not bleach your clothes out if you accidentally pour a little bit. Now, I will tell you, if you let it dwell on your clothes a little well, while, it might. Certain types of cloth, but yeah. for the most part, it's it's a very low risk. It's a very low risk dis- disinfectant, and it's yes. it's very potent. Well, it, it in does that the it job. Kills. It, it does the job. It kills. It kills ninety nine point nine percent of all germs. Uh, it also kills the bacteria that causes odor. That's the one thing that I never got. Oh, the first well, time they introduced me to the you, product. You know, have you seen me play softball? Because I get really sweaty and really gross, and well, all of my gear is stinky. You know, I, and I hadn't, it never occurred to me. You know, I look at a shoe that stinks, yeah. and I think, okay, it's a stinky shoe. It's not the shoe. It's the bacteria in the shoe right. that stinks. Right. So when I started using the Walt Steve product and putting it on things, and my 
putting in my laundry. Yeah. You know, you can. I squirt it in some old tennis shoes, and the tennis shoe odor goes away immediately. Yeah. I squirt it where my dog might have got an older dog that has an ac- accident every now and then. I go behind him, and psh, you you wouldn't yeah. even know. Yeah. I, I mean, it, so it kills the bacteria that causes odor. Well, that's thus perfect. killing the odor. In fact, yeah. I had a buddy of mine ask me for a tomorrow bottle. <laughs> Nice. He, he was. He had a. His dog got into a skunk, oh. and then somehow it got in the house, got in their ductwork, the oh, smell. It's not gonna go away. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. You, it's you're gone. Walt Steed wow. knocked Walt it out. Walt Steed okay. knocked it out. He squirted. He, so I've got. I have one of those uh, Victory electrostatic sprayers. Those are nice. He came and borrowed that, so I I hooked him up with some product and my my sprayer. And he went in. Uh, he squirted it up in his air ducts. Oh, that's squirted all his bathrooms well, and, and his house thing. down. Yeah, yeah and got the great it and thing knocked is it you out. Can use it in the air vents. You can use yeah. it on your table where you're eating. Yeah, the HVAC you know? people will tell you not to do that. Well, but you can do it. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, you want to be careful where you're not, yeah. you know, trying to dump a whole bottle inside of, you know, so if something you, that needs to run. If but. you want to try out what we're talking about, it's called Waltz D. It's a, it's a non-hazardous disinfectant the active ingredient is 0.25 percent hypochlorous acid so it smells a little bit like chlorine but not chlorine give you a nice clean smell it's going to clean your stuff out you want to go to store.avcare.com it comes in 32 ounce bottles and you can get it in gallon jugs and if you would like to talk about an industrial size and give somebody at avcare a call at avcare.com they will take care of you that's store.avcare.com so laura we're going to wrap the show up here we've been talking about it's like I say, it's felt more like a therapy session for me. I feel well, like I need to go lay down. You know, I'm going to make you feel better because I'm going to talk about the benefits of clutter. Oh, sweet. So should you I know, take notes? <laughs> <laughs> you walk into Dave or even my office. I will. I will openly admit to this. I do have clutter. I have papers and stuff on my desk. But you know, there there is a side of clutter that is actually beneficial. Science I'm does all ears. prove. That being a little bit messy helps your creativity. And you and I in marketing kind of need a little bit of creativity. You in know, the how music I, business, I, look, you need it. You I know. will tell you how I get cluttered. My, and, because and, people keep and adding this things is, on to you. No, no, this is, this is <laughs> no reflection of my own opinion of my intelligence. But my brain works so fast that yes. I'm, and you've probably seen it. We'll be sitting here talking about, oh, we're going to do this and do this, and how great would it work if we did that? Well, I'm on to do that. Well, all, and yes. as soon as I, all and of as soon as I see, and we skip yeah, A and, and B. as soon as I hit that <laughs> thing, then whatever I was doing here, I drop it and yep. move right on the next thing. I am, in, I am so passionate and so excited to get on to the next thing right. that when I'm, I am I am very much the same way when it comes to writing. I have three bad. three books in the works, and you know I've kind of not gotten bored, but I'm like, oh, I have a new idea. Let's start that one. It you know what? Clutter and disorder inspires the unconventional, and it inspires you to keep going and to the next thing. Yeah. So there is a benefit to clutter going th- against th- everything that th- I just said about minimalism. Do you think it is a um, is a is just a byproduct of creativity because you know everybody doesn't create. Well, everybody, everybody has, has their, their own, own talents. Yes, and you know, for people like like me that that create and see value in the emptiness of a of a of a room, and my whole thing is filling that room or filling that space right. into something that is appreciative of everybody. You right. know, that everybody appreciates, but maybe. Maybe there's just some affliction there that just, 
you know, creative people have a lot of things going on in their minds, which, mm-hmm. you know, we have seen. And, you know, it kind of becomes, I guess, organized chaos, if you will, because you ask a creative person who has a mess all over the place where something is, they will find it. Uh, I'll write to it. Split second, right? Mm-hmm. Because they know even in that mess, they know exactly. It is their own organization system. It does not look clean on the surface. It is not, you know, neatly filed away. To some people, that works, right? But to other people, the organized chaos is something that helps them thrive. My dad is one of those people. It drives my mom a little bit crazy. (laughs) But you know what? They know exactly where everything is. She can, you know, ask about a certain document or a certain item, and he will name off which room it's in, where it's located, under what, you know, oh, it's under the black shirt in the, you know, in our second closet and, you know, the back here and just to the right, maybe three inches from the, le- you know, from this item. And you, they know where everything is. So th- it is organized I think chaos. we want to get our buddy Lowell Whiteman on to Ooh, continue yes. on this subject right for here. Sure. Uh, let's, uh, we're, we're going to wrap it up for today. I, th- I think we've, 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 we've got it started. Yes. But I think we want to go this do part two. Part so this one, is part yeah. one. Uh, be looking for part two. Uh, we're going to wrap it up. We appreciate you joining us on The Clean Life. What do they need to do? They need to follow us, post okay. us, yes. share us, tweet us, yes. subscribe. You can, you can find us at thecleanlife.show. You can also find us on Twitter at uh, the Clean Life 2 and that's the number two. But you can also, what we really like for you to do is follow us on, uh, follow us and subscribe on Spotify. You can do it on Apple Podcasts and you can do it on TuneIn. Well, that's going to do it for us. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time on The Clean Life. <laughs>